there on these streets putting pressure on these people's necks and i love to see it i love to be you know what bianca what i love because we have so many times with you know trayvon martin you know michael brown uh sandra bland you know what happens is i'm on aubrey you know what happens is like we're protesting for what like two three days you know four days and then just silence yeah, they become a hashtag, and we remember them, but nothing was done to justify. But I think this time is I'm I am happy to say it's been different, and I I am very very excited to see it because now we have actually got people talking about disbanding stuff and starting all over. Mm-hmm. And, new set of rules, new set of guidelines, new yeah. set of. Now, okay. if they actually do it, I'll even I'll be even more excited. But I am happy that that's even a conversation. And many are taking it seriously. Some cities, or excuse me, states are taking it seriously. So, I, you know, I'm happy just to see the conversation be had. Because before, people were like, oh, well, you can't just disband the, the police. What you going to do? And our dumbass president apparently thinks disbanding means getting rid of, but that's not. Yeah, and then this is what I want to tell people. When people say, when we, you know, when I, I know for me, I personally am a, a, am a tweeter of defunding the police. And I think people, when, when people get, and you know, I think that is the word that, People in the media, people who are Republicans definitely are loving to use. Well, you know, they're saying defund the police thing. You know, if something happens to your house, what's going to happen? Don't be a dummy. Don't don't live your life as a dummy. When we say defund the police, we know the police are not going to be completely no more police. We know that. We, We know that. But what we're saying is, I went back and researched, I believe the first police started around 1517 and as you go even back like you have slave catchers their badges look just like police badges if you kind of go if you look back at it and when we and when we say defund what we're saying is stuff needs to change stuff need, when you when you think about police in 1517 do you think black people were on their minds of being que- uh, treated as equal do you exactly. think you know when when we think of who when we look at though when we look back at you know kkk times and we think about it emmett till times and we say when people were getting lynched like it was nothing why were no nobody being held accountable for these lynchings it's because the white supremacists the uh slave catchers these people made the police department they grew the police to what it was so how were they going to get arrested and get charged when it was them who was doing the crimes. So when we say defund the police, we mean all of you cricket people. And you know what I was thinking, Bianca? You know when you watch these old videos of like Martin Luther King protests, or you look at old videos of integration, and you look at these people yelling at these black people, trying to get get an education. You know, when you look at these people yelling at Martin Luther King, and you wonder, where are these people at? Because these people who were doing the yelling, these people who were doing all of this, you know, begging the dogs to be sick on these people, spitting on these people. Now those same people have become CEOs of, of, of companies. They have become the police. They have, you know, they, they have, you know, done all this stuff. And now they're passing it down to their hate, their hatred to their children. And, you know, now the only, and, and they're, and it's, it's, it's becoming a repeat cycle. So yes, when I say defund the police, I mean that. And it's not me. We know the police are not going to fully go. Right. They're not going away. But I'm saying 
of what we're saying, take out the bad ones. Actually go through each individual police officer's jacket. If they have been reprimanded, was it a reasonable reprimand? Or, you know, what was the content and the reasoning for the reprimand? Because if it's something like aggressive behavior towards blacks, homeboy, you going home today, turning your badge and your shield. And, um, you know, it, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, because I don't I don't need you to be reformed. I don't need you to be out there. Well, you know, we're going to teach this person how to, you know, have I don't honestly, to be honest with you, to be 100 percent honest with you. If you have a hatred for black people, I don't want you to be reformed and be trying to police me. I don't trust that you can be reformed because how can a 40 you know, year old man be reformed for all the hatred he has? you know, in six weeks. No, thank you. Just go ahead and get him on out of here and let him go on about his way and be a racist somewhere else. Because you know what? If we are putting Karens out of their jobs just for simply, you know, hating on, uh, just for these crimes, and if these jobs got it, well, they're just like, you know what? We don't want to be associated with any of these Karens. If you are seen doing anything problematic, you're getting fired immediately. Why can't it be the same for policemen? And you I know, we're saying genuine zero tolerance. Yeah, and what we're also saying is some of this money that we're giving police, some of these people, like the police chiefs, all these people in charge who are able to do half their work, why are they getting so much money? And yet, you know, if we put more adequate care in lower income schools and we give them more, you know, mental health in their schools, more uh, psychologists in their schools, more uh, ways so they can feed themselves. We open up community centers where these people can get food, you know, so that they don't have to go robbing to, you know, just get, you know, or, or steal from a store because they're hungry and grabbing a loaf of bread. Maybe if we give these people, if we, you, you know, I was looking up the libraries, when you step into them, they're old, they're outdated. Mm -hmm. They have old textbooks nobody wants to read. The well, history wait a minute. It depends what library you go to. Public library. Very clear. No, I'm going to say this. Public, I haven't really seen a, a public, and I have been to a couple public libraries recently that look worth anything. Public libraries need more computers. They need, first of all, if we are taxpaying citizens, I'm sorry, but we should not be paying for print at these public libraries but that's the problem they're so underfunded that they they're underfunded and they don't have a good you know they're whole, a lot of libraries like especially like for instance our library in our community they rely on people donating books mm -hmm. not being funny but if you don't read a lot of books you don't have a lot of books to donate you know like that's just common sense or if you don't like to read period because there's some people who just don't like to read so they don't have anything to donate you know yeah. So if you're if you're one of those libraries, you're definitely going to be a product of the community. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, if only uh, 300 families donate books and you can't assume that those 300 families are going to constantly donate, then yeah. that's not fair to the community. But see, and that's the problem. That's why we need more adequate funding to be associated across the board. Because when we have the mental health lacking in a lot of cities, when we have... um you know, sex trafficking, human trafficking, lacking in cities that need it the most, you know, it's crazy how much Houston has only a budget of 120, you know, maybe a little bit more for human trafficking. That's a thousand, not million. And human, tra human trafficking is ridiculously high in Texas, especially Houston. I mean, how many stories were we just seeing months back where people yep. were like, don't take Ubers by yourself. You know, be careful walking at home by yourself. People are literally snatching women up. I mean, literally every day we were getting a story of somebody being 
you know, grabbing and being trafficked. You can literally look on YouTube and look at the number of stories of women saying, you know, I, you know, somebody grabbed me, and, you know, human trafficked me, and, and it was not, and I was in Atlanta. Broad I was daylight. Broad daylight. Like, I didn't even go nowhere. I was literally in the same city being human trafficked. We need more adequate funding for places like this. We need a better health care for the mentally challenged, for people who just feel like, how many suicides can we stop if they just have public funding to help them? You know, we think about all this stuff, but we need a better system across the board. You know, and hopefully that money, well, in a perfect world, that money should trickle down and start being dispersed to other places if it's not going to be genuinely utilized correctly with the police. And we see that it's not been because people aren't wearing body cameras. They're on, they're not taking all their trainings, you know? So, so that, that is a good, a valid point. Yeah. And if you are not wearing, and it should be a mandatory, if you don't wear your body camera for any arrest, if you refuse to wear your body camera, you need to get fired immediately because why, what are you trying to hide that you can't wear your body cameras? Because we know sexual assaults are happening with police who turn off their body cameras for females. Well, you know, if you give me a little head, I won't arrest you. I won't do this. And, you know, they they refuse. They say no, then, you know, they're going to get jacked up. And then they say, well, it's your word against mine. How many stories have you heard about that? You know, I mean, and what, I, a couple of years ago, a man went to jail for sexually assaulting. He did it for years. Like, it was double-digit years. You're talking about and that 16-year-old? Huh? That 16-year-old or the police officer had been sexually assaulting the 16-year-old? Oh, my gosh. See, that's another story. No, it was this white police officer. He had been sex- doing this on the job for a for a while. And he would always use, like, it's your word against mine. What are you? I'm a cop. I'm a police. You know, they're not going to believe oh, wow. doing all this stuff. Yeah, he would do it for it, doing it for several women. And I ended, he ended up getting, like, basically serving out life in prison. At the end. He was crying and all this stuff. But, you know, if when people feel like, well, I can't report, who do I report the dirty cop to? Who right. do I report the who cop? Who do I trust that they actually going to reprimand and, you know, I'm going to have justice and not be blamed. And yeah. Yeah. Because you have so many stories of people saying, Hey, uh, actually I was watching this guy I follow. He plays, um, Nathan on insecure and he's always at the protest and he's like, you know, uh, uh, he goes to, he does his own protest and all this stuff. And he had, he got shot with rubber bullets. Really like they were aiming for it to hit him in the face and Mason. And it was, it was really peaceful because he was recording the protest. Protest was really peaceful. And then the police just got out of hand and got crazy. And he went to the hospital and was getting bandaged and had to get stitches. His, uh, mm-hmm. somebody on his team had to get stitches. And the lady tells him, well, did you report it to the cops? Girl, bye. And- and he says, who, who do I report the cops to? Who do I? And But that's the problem. When we have these people, when we have these people, and you know what I want to say to the minority cops? You don't got to prove nothing. You don't got to prove, because when I see some of these cops out here who are, you know, when I see you putting your neck on people's knees or staying silent on the sideline as somebody is doing this, I'm like, Really? Really? Yeah. You know, I got a little problem with that. But and I also want to say this before you get into your little rant. I just want to say this, y'all. It's 2020. It is 2020. Bianca is it 2020? 
in my book, no, it's 2019. 2020 is void out of my book. Tell you something with 2020. Do you not have internet? Do you not have Google? Don't you have Google? Don't you have internet? So this is what I want to say to people out there. It is not our job as black people to tell how to not be racist. It's not our job to teach you how to, well, I never really knew black people was going through all that stuff. Well, I never knew black. Can you give me an example? Uh, do you know a book to read? Oh, oh, is there a video maybe? Oh, oh, is there, you know, first of all, I, I find it blatantly ignorant and disrespectful that you did not even ignorant. It's just disrespectful. Don't, and don't ask me for no examples. Like what? So you just been walking around your whole life, just shut eyed, like just closed and blind. Like what? What? Thank you. Even Ray Charles can see that. <laughs> Thank you. Ray Charles. Now, now y'all acting like we didn't have slavery in America. Y'all acting like we didn't get the right to vote and do stuff. Like, you're going to act like the 60s didn't happen. You're going to act like our black leaders wasn't shot and killed and illegally arrested and all that stuff. You're going to really act like that? Don't act dumb. And don't sit right here and ask me to give you any examples when you can literally click on YouTube and look up Fred Hampton, look up the Black Panther Party, because half of y'all got it wrong. Because it's so funny how we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King, but we don't even have any respect or a day or any anything for Mar- uh, for Malcolm X because it's so ingrained in people's minds that Malcolm X is the bad guy when if you really listen to what he's saying he's just telling y'all I don't I'm not going to be with the shits and you're not going to be able to treat me and disrespect me like that I'm not going to let no dogs bark on me because if your dog bark on me me and your dog going to be having a situation so don't go in there and tell me oh Oh my God, you know what you can do? You can go pack your bags up and go right down to Memphis. They got a civil rights museum. It's literally in the heart of Memphis. It's it's right there with the uh, hotel that Dr. Martin Luther King got assassinated in front of. You can literally go right there and you can can go in there, get a ticket and go in that um, uh, museum. You can also go to Washington, D.C. They got a big old African-American museum, a big old African-American museum. You can go to some parts of Georgia. They still got the little uh, uh, pathways where we came on the boat zone illegally. You know, they, they all these states got all these lessons for you all. And you need me to be your teacher. Do not ask me in 2020. Matter of fact, don't ask me ever. I mean, you couldn't ask me in 1995. So don't ask me in 2020, period. Do not ask period. me to be your guidance on, you know, oh, I'm learning so much stuff out about black people. And don't send me no videos. Don't send me no videos of ignorant shit. <laughs> You know, I don't need a white person to be like, oh my God, this is so depressing. Oh my God, do you see this? I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. We don't need to see our brothers dying, sisters dying. We ain't already seen it. We don't need to see it no more. We don't want to see it. Just go ahead and go somewhere. That's all I got. That's my rant. So Bianca, what's your rant? Well, I got two rants. So they don't tie in, but I'm going to try to make them tie in. And every time I try to make them tie in, it just never works. So it's two rants, y'all. So here's the first one. Uh, we all know how I feel about the NFL. And with that being said, Drew Brees is a piece of shit. Um, and I, I'm gonna leave it at that. So I made the mistake and it was my mistake. Um, and I was appalled by the answer that I received, but nonetheless, it was my mistake. Let me start the rant off by saying that went to dinner 
love my family. My family to me is not only people who are blood, because sometimes, you know, your blood ain't, you know. Uh, went to family with my, uh, people, brought up the conversation, because, you know, who's not talking about just black injustice right now or just black lives in general? And, and typically we're black, so we talk about black thing, black history, you know, just shit that happens in the black community. So mm-hmm. we were talking, and I was talking about Drew Brees, and I was like, well, I think it's absolutely crazy and I think he should be fired. So I was told, and I'm clearing my throat here because it, it really does hurt me. To, and I, I felt some type of way for him. I still do. And it, it still affected me when she, when I was told this. Um, I was told that because Drew Brees apologized, whether he meant it or not, they did say that, whether he meant it or not, he apologized. So he shouldn't lose his job because the NFL – the players are so small and minute to the issues that go on in the world that not even in the world that like they're, they're so minute in the system that even if they fired Drew Brees, it wouldn't make a difference, you know, because they would just replace him. Well, okay. That's replace them. But because he apologized, you know, he should get to keep his job and everything because whether he, you, you believe his apology or not, he saw the error in his ways. And I was like, okay, well, if that's the case. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was this a black family member? Yes. Okay. Um, so with that being said, I was like, well, Cap, you know, didn't get to keep his job. They blacklisted him. She was they were like, well, they blacklisted Cap because, because he didn't even try to apologize. Why and I was like, why would you know, like, why would he apologize? Just like Bree said what he said. You know, like, I was like, they need to keep that same energy. Just like the NFL guy wanted to come out now talking about we stand for the injustice of black people. No, and you maybe, don't. And look at him now What he said, oh, maybe Cap was right. Uh, right. But that's a lie that you saying that to, in my mind. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. That's a lie in my mind. Because if you even pretended to feel that way when Cap was taking a knee, you would have stood up and said something. Like, especially you being the owner. Bitch, I own the NFL. I run this shit. You can't tell me nothing. This is my job. He would have his job. So, and that's what I'm saying. So I was like, keep that same energy. So then we we had that that discussion. And that discussion morphed into me and my loud mouth. And I was like, well, if that's how we feel, what's the point of Malcolm X and Dr. King dying for their cause. Granted, they didn't know they were going to die for their cause. They died for their cause. They did. They did. And um, that I was told, you know, well, that was that was back then, and they were fighting a different type of racism. What is yeah. a different type of racism? What? what? So I, yeah. I was upset, and I was like, and, and, and on some level, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get this right. That's going to get this straight. Racism has evolved. It has changed. Apparently back then it was different because I, I'm guessing now this is me putting words into their mouth. I'm guessing it was different because we didn't have anything back then. And Dr. King and Malcolm, along with many others who we know lost their lives and the ones who didn't, obviously we don't know, obviously who lost their lives for the cause. Um, it was different because we were in a different time, but my argument was this. If, if you were not willing to die for what you believe in or the cause that you believe in, why even start the battle? Why? And so I was like, well, you know, I disagree. I was like, well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Cause I was like, you know, I think that 
that's wrong. And, you know, they were like, well, think about it this way. You expect me to lose my job or, you know, my whatever just to just to be like, oh, okay, you know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, You expect me to lose my job. I was like, well, Cap lost his job. And so they were like, yeah, and look how Cap has suffered. And so I was like, well, if we're talking about financially, Cap ain't missed a fucking beat. Let's be very clear. Colin Kaepernick, while we don't know, I well, while I personally don't know the sense in his account, that boy has not missed a beat on living the lifestyle he wanted. Now, he may never play the sport that he loved, but he financially is not hurting. He is but still I, living better. I get what you're saying, but maybe that, but sometimes, okay, he's maybe financially still great, but him not playing, being able to play the sport that he literally trained for his whole life, you know, that's that's something that uh, are priceless. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I understand that, but that wasn't my argument. My argument was that the fact that, okay, yeah, you lost your livelihood of what you love to do, which may be priceless, but you still now, you you know, you're not maimed or anything. You still have a me, a way to make a living. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, and I hate to say it this way, but not everyone gets to do what they love in life. And that's not me being an asshole. That is genuine facts. There's a lot of shit I would like to do. I cannot do because it does not pay my bills. So what do I do? I do the thing I love until that starts paying my bills. However, if somebody walked up to me right now, which is also the question I was asked at dinner, they were like, would you risk your job or lose your job just to prove your point? If I worked for a company that was racist and I had an issue yes i would and i was in a very much very similar situation if people recall not too long ago at the current at my old job where i was being bullied and mistreated and i stood up and what happened i lost my job i don't Mm -hmm. give a shit i will always stand up for myself And and they were like well good for you because i wouldn't well then what's the point of having i just i need to understand what is the point to pretend to start this battle if you are not going to commit all the way. But see, like, I think that's what we have to realize. And some people are not going to be on this trend of Black Lives Mattering. And it's going to be a lot of Black people like that. Just because, well, I can't lose my job. I can't tweet about this because what happened if my coworker sees this and he tells and she does it this and all that stuff. If you are afraid, and I get it, some people are just like, I'm not going to have anything to deal with this. Some people don't feel like it's anything that serious. Some people don't feel like Drew, Bree- uh, Drew Brees did anything that serious. Drew, Drew Brees, is he a linebacker or is he a quarterback? or what, what is a quarterback. Now, see, I honestly feel like Drew B should retire. I don't think Drew B should get fired. I think Drew B should just do the right thing and retire. Because let me tell you something. If I am a quarterback and I said the things that Drew B said and basically said that I will never, you mean, he he's so lost in the game that he doesn't even realize still to this day why people took a knee he he's just and then he gave a little fake apology first he then he came back and 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 you know gave us that stock photo of a black and white hand and then he realized people was calling him out on that and then he came out and spoke and then uh 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 oh that orange clown in office said uh you know you know what you you don't even know nothing apologize for it then he came back and verbally said it and you could tell in every single apology he said you could tell he did not mean any of it and this is why i think drew Brees should retire you want me to protect you as a lot that's what i told told them 
You want someone to protect him, and yet you don't even think my life is worth anything. But half <laughs> your team is black. Half of your players that you will ever interact with are black because majority of NFL players are what? They are black. So you think that I'm going to sit here and protect you because of the game that we so-called love and we share a bond with. If we don't share a bond as you think and I'm a human being, fuck a game. I'm not protecting you. I don't give a shit. And that's that's where I stand on it. And that's why I feel like Drew Drew Brees needs to retire. Because how you want me to risk my life, you want me to protect you, you want me to do all this stuff, and you literally, like you said, my life don't matter. I also felt like Roger Goodell, the NFL shouldn't have said nothing. You want to say, well, maybe Colin Kaepernick was right, maybe all this stuff. Until this man gets his job back, everything y'all say is exactly. No it is exactly, and so about this man, you made him come to a terrible display of practice. Y'all wanted him to do all these cricket terms, and he didn't agree to them. So y'all try, and y'all came out, and we all knew it was bullshit. So honestly, the NFL, you had what four years to make your shit right, exactly. and you did not want to make it right. So now that you see that, and 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 I think what a lot of people thought was, you know, we were going to protest for a day, we we're going to protest for two, and all this stuff. But we let y'all know. We're not going to play. And and what y'all don't understand is George Floyd was not, oh, he was just a tipping point because we were tired. We've been tired. We've been tired for 400 years. We told y'all asses we was tired. And y'all thought y'all were going to keep playing with us. And so now that you see that over 14 days of protest is going on and it's not stopping, now you're realizing that, oh, shit. People in Minneapolis are saying we're going to dismantle the police department and get those crooked MFers out of there. So now y'all getting scared and y'all getting shook because you thought nothing was going to happen. So when you get out there and do dump, Colin Kaepernick told y'all this. Right. He said this. And y'all and literally. Was my, that was like the whole argument. You know, like, why was it such a big deal for Cap? to lose his job but you know drew Brees apologized and he get to keep his yes. i think that's i think that's crazy and, and all, he did was, up. all he did was knee he took a knee that's all he did he didn't disrespect the flag if you ask anybody who literally fought for this country i don't fight for a flag i fight so we could have our freedom and our right to choose whether or not we want to uh stand for a flag that's what i fought for i ask people that i know I know I have family members who's been in the military. They don't give a shit that, that Colin Kaepernick is not standing for a flag. They well, don't think told, that's not Colin Kaepernick's flag because uh, black folks were considered property, so that wasn't our flag. And, 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 listen and, to the song. The song is is it, it literally it is not that great. Of, I mean, the song is talking about war. It's I mean, if you d- break down the song, the song is not an. I mean, literally, go that, look at that's it. not the black national anthem. That period. That's not the black it's national the anthem. He got blackballed because he didn't want to stand for a flag. You all ended up taking, he was saying, how can we be equal in this world if my black brothers and sisters keep on dying, if we are being uh, treated as unequal, if we are doing all this stuff? He literally gave y'all the rule book, and then y'all sat right there and said, and y'all, instead of breaking down why he said, I'm not standing for a flag because all of this stuff y'all say, we are not equal, we are not this, y'all took it as, you're not standing for a flag, you're un-American. What? 
Did you yeah. listen to anything he said? And then we have a orange in chief sit right here calling him a son of a bitch. The people who don't uh, and, and 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 you know basically talking in slave slave owner terms, you know, fire them son of a bitches. And then y'all took something that Colin Kaepernick was fighting hard for and turned it into well, I'm kneeling because you know this flag. The only two people in that NFL who. And I'm pretty sure there's other people, but the only two people I know in that NFL who have a who can say that we were pro 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 Black Lives Matter and was Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick because they got the ones that got hit the hardest, and those are the ones; those are the two who had to sue because of the black ball that they was getting. Like literally, this man had to sue the NFL because you all even admitted like. The uh, who's the uh, Dallas Cowboys owner? His his big fat mouth couldn't shut the hell up that he admitted that, yeah, we may have you know blackballed you know Colin Kaepernick because he doesn't want to stand. You had you had racist white NFL owners basically saying you would never hire Colin Kaepernick because he won't stand for a flag. And then when we had black owners who tried to come in there and buy the teams, you all basically shut that stuff down. So don't talk. I I, I just feel like the NFL needs to shut up. Well, and that, that was my whole thing. You know, it wasn't, you, I, you can't have a double standard. And then I was so annoyed and just taken back at the fact that, you know, even though they said, you know, be it right or be it wrong, you know, Drew Brees isn't going to lose his job, which we know he's not. But to hear that, like, you, on a personal note, are not willing to risk what it would take. You know, like, you would not have done what Colin Kaepernick did. Or, like, you wouldn't be willing to risk your job to stand up for what you believe in because you don't want to be uncomfortable or, you know, you're worried about how you raise your family. Which, okay, on the raising family part, that makes sense. But... Let's be very clear. Black folks know how to make $20 look like $200 in the grocery store. I don't know how, but it's a black magic type of skill. Like, I ain't lying. It it just happens. Like, if your mom be like, don't go in the store, don't ask for nothing, we ain't got nothing. All of a sudden, you be like, mama, I thought we was broke. You ain't never known you was broke. Boy, you was eating on Cheerios and Doritos and shit steak and pork roast and, you know, you was living good and you didn't even know that you didn't have money. So the fact that they wouldn't be willing to risk being comfortable, you know, and just having to readjust some things that, that really broke me. I I was very upset. And, you know, I'm not the only one who would risk their job to stand up for what they believe in. And when, when they asked me, I told them, I was like, well, you know what? We just agree to disagree because I'm beholden to no man. And I say that like I got millions of dollars in my bank account, but I say that to say this, ain't nobody gonna hold shit over my head. If you've done something for me, you did it because you wanted to, not because you expected something back from me. And for a company to actively try to pigeonhole you or put you at a ceiling somewhere and just mistreat you is not okay. Whether it's for race, whether it's off of sexual harassment, whatever the case it is, it's not okay. And People need to be, I want people to stand up and walk away. If you, if that means you got to work two jobs, walk away. When people start teaching these corporations that we not tolerating this racist shit and this, you know, belittling of women, in my case, 
then they gonna get it through. You know, if enough Beckys would take the time to be like, you know what, that that makes sense. You know, because sexual harassment isn't a race thing. That's just a, that's a thing. So mm-hmm. you can correct that. So I mean, I don't know. I, I was I was blown so, away. This is I, what I have to say. Upset. Yeah, and I and I, this is what I have to say. Rosa Parks wasn't a famous actress. She wasn't a, you know, all she didn't have much money. She was just a tired lady. Right. Who said, I am not giving up my seat on this bus because what makes this man eating any more different than me? What makes a white person more different than me? And she refused to sit at the back of the bus. Martin Luther King, he started what in his night in his teens and then when he was doing some of his most prevalent work he was in his 20s do you think he was not scared and not afraid and not you know worried about dying he knew that the price of what he was doing was death martin malcolm x literally said the price of freedom is death he was willing, do you think when he left Elijah Muhammad's side, do you think he was just like, okay, well, everything's, you know, do you think that didn't take courage and it, and it wasn't, you don't think he was fearful? You don't think he was afraid and you don't think that, you know, all this stuff and he was probably talking to himself. You think that he just woke up one morning and was just Martin Luther, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks. You think they just woke up one morning and they were that? No, it took courage. If you don't stand for something, if you don't stand for something, you will literally fall for anything. And it's, and it's crazy because it's not, and I guess in my mind I say it's crazy because it when I'm not, I, I am asking, but I am not asking you to do anything out of the blue or out of your normal character. Like if you're upset about injustice for black people or black lives and you're black, there's small things you can do. Like my small thing is I stand up for myself. If I see anybody, other black person, or well, it really anybody, but if I see another black person in danger, I am stepping in on that. I've almost gotten my own ass whooped for stepping in, trying to help someone else. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that, and that's not an everyday thing. I'm not out here just Bianca Sabaho type of thing. That's not me. But if I see it, I'm going to say something. Why? Because I'd want someone to do it for me. And honestly, I feel like that's just, nowadays, that's the wrong mentality to have. Because after sitting at the table and hearing a person I have known for 30 years (laughs) say like, oh, I wouldn't do that. My whole fucking mind was just blown. I was like, because what 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 would you what would you fall for if you see an injustice if you I, I have literally been in predicaments where I've seen injustice and I've said something because guess what I know at the end of the day I always say this I'm not the richest person in the world by a long shot but I don't care about any job no job is worth my dignity my respect and if I see injustice I'm going to say something and I don't care who gets mad at me I don't care if they like try to blackball me I have been in predicaments where they have been like, oh, you trying to, you know, say something? Well, okay, we're going to be on. No, 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 you're not going to be on me. I'm not going to give you a chance to be on me because I'm going to make sure I record you. I'm going to make sure that if you ever try anything with me, you know, you will you will pay for it. And if you honestly don't think that God's got you for standing up for injustice, we 
some people could I could have been further along in life. I honestly believe if I did not, if I would have just stayed quiet, but I'm not going to ever be one of those people who sell myself short for a dollar or for, you know, oh, I don't want to say nothing. And I think some of us have to get out of that mentality because even when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, we saw some black football players come out. And literally be like, oh, well, I'm not going to ruin my check. I'm not going to kneel. I'm not going to do like that. I'm not going to be like another Colin Kaepernick. And it was just like, you are so willing to sell yourself for a measly contract. You know, and it's like this. In the history books, will we rem- do we remember the black boxers who refused to stand with uh, uh, Muhammad Ali? Do we remember those black boxers? who refused to stand on the side of Muhammad Ali when he refused to cave into what the white boxers, uh, the white uh, commission people wanted him to do, when he refused to go to Vietnam, when those black boxers was like, he changed his name, you know, he's doing, he's making a bad way for himself, and I'm just trying to get paid. Do we remember any of those names, honestly? Name name five of them for me right now, Bianca. And crickets play in the background. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, you don't know them. We don't remember them. And... And and I got, you know, let me be very clear. I understood what they were saying when they were like, well, you, I I wouldn't risk my salary. I'm not asking you to risk your salary, but what I, what I am asking you to do is don't get in this battle and don't even stand up for black lives. If you're not willing to lose something because no one goes to a war or battle with the mindset that they coming out unscathed, whether it's mentally physically emotionally spiritually something gets shaken when you get ready for war and battle and that's just the and i know i've never been in one but i've had plenty of friends come back from iraq and saudi and all the different places to know enough of when they left who they were and who i see now as they stand before me and while they might embody the same person something about them even their vibe will always be different I can tell they've been through some things. They ain't never got to tell me a story and I pray they don't and I never will ask, but I know they've been through something. And this this battle and this war, because it's an uphill battle, so it's going to turn into a war and we, you know, that's the ultimate way to get things changed. That is exactly what it is. So I'm not going to go in and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, Kim. I like you and all, you know, we're black and, you know, okay. But uh, if I get the opportunity to make a little bit more than you, I'm going to take this check and you, you know, we just been friends for a little bit, so it'll be okay. And you go out your way and I'm not going to stand if I ever see anybody talk to you sideways or treat you wrong, you know, because that was just the luck of the draw and that was supposed to happen to you today. That is not the mindset that I have. So if that's the mindset that you have, please don't join this and don't stand up for me if you ever see me in trouble because you're that type that when shit get really down and when, something happens and I'm in trouble and then you jump in, you only going to jump in half the way or maybe you jump in all the way, but damn, I got to worry about if you really going to help me or save me or turn me in, you know, when it's advantageous for you. And I I don't need that in my corner. So if you're not going to be willing to sacrifice something, whether it's a job, you know, whether unfortunately you're there and you're getting protests, you know, abused uh, in these protests that are peaceful, it, it, you know, it's, is unfortunate and i'm not saying that's what you get for standing up for black lives matters but i'm saying that is prepared for every aspect of exactly. it that's what i want to say this that's now coming is literally on the cusp of a revolution and black people are literally saying no more 
We want our reparations. We're not playing with you. If you want to kill us and think that you're just going to get away with it, we are not playing. Because what we, what, we have never in the years, 400 years that we've been in this country, have we heard them even think about dismantling the police, weeding out the corrupt, doing all this stuff. Never have they even mentioned any of that. But and real quick. Oh, go ahead. Huh? I'm listening. I was going to say real quick, just to show you, it's not a race thing about Black Lives Matter. There was a young girl. I She might've been 20 or 21. She was white. She went, did a peaceful protest. The cops mm-hmm. threw tear gas. She died because she had asthma. So the tear gas triggered her asthma. They got her to the hospital, but it was too late. They couldn't, her asthma just took over and the tear gas was the reason she died. But she went out there. Now I'm not saying she went out there knowing something was going to happen, but she went out there doing what was right. And in my mind, when you actively go to do what's right, not saying you're okay of what happens, but you know, when you're going out to these protests, especially watching the media, there's something. And she still went, she had no, she could have taken her white privilege mindset. And been like, fuck y'all. And I, you know, this ain't even close to my battle. But how many many people have we seen lose their eyes, literally? And this is what I'm talking about when we say defund the police. Why do we have so much money invested in these gas bombs, these rubber bullets, these armed gear? You know, I mean, they, they are literally killing uh american citizens i mean look how they treated that old man yeah i mean and this and you know what this is the prop this is what we have to understand when we are at war we are at a revolution cuffs with a president that we have in office right now whether or not you you know respect i have zero respect for him i have absolutely i don't know what's lower than zero because (laughs) it's literally you know it's so low you know, but we have a president when a 75 year old man busts his, cracks his head open, bleeding from his head. He literally gets online and says, this man fell harder on purpose and cracked his head open. And literally we saw the video. First of all, the police department tried to come out of line and say, this man tripped. We literally, we literally are watching. Well, what did he trip on air? Well, I we, mean, I'm just trying to understand. What like, did he trip on? It's crazy because we literally see this man. We literally are watching it as you coming out with this statement and you're saying that this man tripped and we see, and then you come back and say, well, you know, we suspended these two officers and now they're being charged. And then we see when they come out of the police station, their counterparts, their policemen clapping for them, happy for them, cheering for them. Like you all shouldn't have been arrested. And these are the people who's supposed to protect me. These are the people that I'm paying a salary for. Exactly. These, these are the people me. you want me to feel safe around. Exactly. Yeah. And they're clapping for the policemen. Six men pulled two college students out of their cars, tased them, tased the black boy two times. He had to go to the hospital. He has epilepsy. And one of the police officers the next day went to a went to the pro, where he was protecting the protest and was bragging about what he did and tried to make an explanation of why he did it. And now two of the police officers are suing, are suing Mayor Keisha Bottoms, saying that they were like, "Oh, it, w- what happened to us was not right," and all this stuff. Why are we getting sued? Really, the videotapes. So now it's coming to the point where they're saying the videotapes are lying. Like literally, uh, now we have a lawyer. 
one of the lawyers for George Floyd, one of the boy, one of the men who was on uh the uh, he was on he was an officer for four days. But for four days, this man has gray hair, and obviously, uh, he should know definitely right from wrong. But apparently, he didn't want to shake any bubbles, so that's why he, you know, he didn't want to get off uh George Floyd's uh knees. But his lawyer gets out and says. George Floyd was resisting arrest. Uh, well, we've seen the videos. George Floyd wasn't resist, re, uh, resisting arrest when he was uh, when they said that to him. When Cuomo said that to him, well, it it wasn't the type of arrest that you are you know resisting y'all are used to seeing, but uh, it 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 kind of looked like it was resisting. So it wasn't the kind of resisting we were used to seeing. But it yeah exactly. We have we have officers taking pictures of batons that are bloody and being like, oh, smiling, happy about it. And then they're getting arrested and they're being like, why am I being targeted? You know, so if you really are not going to be, and I get it, some of you just don't have the courage. Some of you are, 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 are some of you don't, some of you are, are just not going to ruin your job. Some of you don't have the courage. And then some of you downright don't, don't see, oh, what do you mean black people are being discriminated against and you're black? I don't understand how you in this America can be black and try to act like we are not give, being discriminated against. For you to be black in America and be and playing the coon on TV for a quick check is really disgusting in 2020. For you to be like, well, I forgiving, you know, white people for slavery. First of all, who said that on TV? Yeah, I've, 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 this is what I've he- heard from uh, certain black people. Well, I forgiving, you know, white people for slavery and all this stuff. Why are we forgiving them? They have given us nothing. We've built this country and they have given us nothing in return for it. What are you talking about? Oppression? They've beaten us? How can we? And if you saw that lady, I wish I knew her. I wish I had her name right now. I think it was Keisha. She's an author. If you saw that lady talk about the Monopoly, then everything she said was right. We have had 400 years of playing Monopoly. 400 rounds of playing Monopoly. And we have not been given any money to play the Monopoly. And then the 50 years when we had the monopoly money, when we gave, when we had the monopoly, you came in and you took it. Because when we had Black Wall Street, y'all bummed it. I must say, took it as an understatement. When we had massacred. Thank you. You bummed us from the, like you literally had a plane bumming us and you literally brought in people to kill us because you hated to see Black people win so bad. And now all we're asking, it took y'all so long just to arrest Four police officers all together. You would rather see this country burn to the ground than sit right. And then when you arrested them, you didn't want to release the sit. You didn't want to say what you were arresting them for. It took you forever. And then you told us. And then we was like, okay, uh, what's going to happen? And then you have the audacity. All we want is our reparations. All we want. And y'all acting like, what do you mean? You're turning down reparation bills. You're acting like you're stupid. And then when we're telling you about defunding the police, you take it and you twist it and you turn it around and all this stuff. So if you're going to be silent during this time, it's going to show a lot about you. A lot of y'all are going to be weeded out. Because we've already seen with some of these influencers, some of these uh, celebrities, you saw the black quiet ones, how quick we were to be like, we got you. So that means you know how quiet you are? When your movie comes out, when your music comes out, don't think about us supporting you because you're not here for us right now. We saw the ones who were crying about the Gucci stores. We saw the ones who were more worried about, look, more worried about the looting than they were the black lives. The were more worried about uh, uh, looting than knees on necks. So we saw you. We took a mental note. 
we, we took the names down of all of you and we're not playing. And if you want to be on the quiet side, if you don't want to stand up, you have the right not to do that. But don't come to us when some shit happened to you. Don't be turning your head looking at us when some shit happened to you and being like, oh, well, you know, Justice, I, really, I can't believe it. Yeah, I really need y'all to stand up for me. I really need y'all to, you know, be here. No, 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 no. Because according to you, there's no racism in America. No, no, no. According to you, you was quiet. So we're going to be just as quiet as you were. Because we're not playing no games. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, it was the conversation was very, it was enlightening, but I really was upset. Like, I even got in the car and I was like, that was just not, it wasn't what I expected from that person. Does it change how I view the person? Eh, it makes you question of whether you want to, you know, be in a tough situation with them. I mean, it's it changes it slightly. Part of me believes that they would still help. You know, I think that on some level, there's a lot of background stuff, you know, that plays into the conversation we had. Uh, so maybe that's why. But, you know, I, I was really upset when the, to hear that they wouldn't risk their job to stand up for like an injustice and not even like a random injustice. It's an injustice that is being forced on you. So that that was even more, you know. Um, so I I was just I was I was super taken back. I was, ugh. Yep. I mean, it just it just. I mean, a lot of stuff. A lot. What I have seen this go round is that a lot of people aren't playing. I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, reality TV stars, a lot of celebrities, literally get canceled and lose a lot of sponsorships. I mean. And lose a lot of deals. I, I've been, imp- yeah, and I've been impressed with a lot of people. Now, people, if you've listened to the podcast, you will know when we initially talked about Colin Kaepernick, and I still stand by my statement. It didn't matter to me at the time whether he kneeled or stood because, in my mind, it was an NFL thing. Uh, not saying what he was doing was an NFL thing, but like everyone's like, well, you know, if you stand for Cap, you just how can you watch the NFL? You're right, but I don't watch the NFL to begin with. So it, it wasn't skin off my back. But I, I want to say that to say this. Everybody who supports any team or any, like, big, you know, MLB, NF, uh, NFL, the the soccer, uh, MLB, um, Major League – sorry, wait, Major League Baseball, NBA, hockey, soccer, you know, if you're overseas, cricket, all these other things – you need to realize black people have the power to ultimately shut down sports, not even player wise, just viewership, uh, sponsors, supporting. Like, look what we did for Black Panther, the movie, making it big. But like, I think black people honestly forget, like, and I think companies forget if black people would stop spending their money with y'all, a lot of y'all would be fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely be fucked. And I can honestly say, Nike, Adidas, they understand that. Because what if people stop buying Jordans? Yeah. Bro, what the fuck? Even Michael Jordan took a moment to stand up and speak on this one. Because he knows. Donating $100 million. And And everybody knows. Michael do not speak on a lot of stuff. He, he He doesn't. We have honestly seen that in quite a few situations. 
even he pointed out, he was like, you know what? This is something to get on board with. Not because people would stop, not because black people would stop buying his shoes, but because he knew it was wrong. And because I think he understood his bottom line would be affected. Even if you didn't do anything but speak up because you thought your bottom line would be affected. On some level, you consciously understand that black lives matter. Because you know if there wasn't a lot of black people buying your shit, you wouldn't have a bottom line. Well, this is what I do want to say about that. So some of these companies, we thank you for your donations, but we see you. We see you. And and, and we want the proof of what you're doing with your bottom line. Like I have I have I have faith that, you know, Jordan's gonna donate. But some of these companies, when they say, you know, oh, they come now they just wanna come out and now they wanna do all this stuff, but they were silent the whole time, and then now when they got the pressure on their neck, they wanna come out. We see you. And we want to see the receipts of what you're doing with your donations and where you're giving it to. I mean, there's a few companies that I was very surprised to see. Like when Neiman Marcus came out, I was like, whoa, I'm in utter shock. Um, Just because I know I've been treated in Neiman Marcus. Uh, And that's why I'm trying to say to some of you all. You all are so where. How many of you have gone to the Gucci store and been racially profiled? I have been to Soho in New York. I have been to the Soho district in New York and I have felt a certain type of way when I walked into some of those stores in the Soho district in New York. I have felt a a certain type of way. So do you get think I honestly care about the Soho district? Because you know what? Rolex had insurance on every single one of those watches. They really- Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Anybody out there robbing the Apple store, y'all dummies. Y'all track the- yeah, like you don't think they're not tracking all that stuff? I'm on that one. But my whole thing is the Rolex store, they will recover. They have insurance on all. Let me, let me explain something to you. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Neiman, all of those people got insurance on every little piece of item in that store. Even Apple got insurance on every little piece of item in that store. But guess what? Black lives cannot be replaced. And guess what? If your shit gets robbed and you didn't think about getting insurance, that's on you. Don't be blaming anybody for your dumb fuck ups. Why do you not have business insurance? Now, now they did say, though, some people like smaller businesses couldn't do it because of the pandemic. So they had to cut bills where they could. Well, I'm sorry. That's not a bill I would cut. I'm not even being funny, but when this pandemic happened, I literally went on, uh, my job, I, I fired me. I'm being straight up honest with you all. My job fired me. My job fired me. So I had to go on unemployment. Uh, one of the things I refused to cut was my insurance. Oh, I can't I talk not- because when I got that bill and they said, you have 30 days to pay it. I called and I was like, can I cancel without paying y'all? And they said, yeah, you can cancel without paying us. Cancel that shit. Your car insurance? Oh no. My health insurance. No, I'm talking about car insurance. Oh, okay. It was something I... Did you cancel your car insurance? No. That was something I was not going to cancel because I said, if anything happens to me while I'm in my car, I can't pay for that shit straight out. I'm about to say, yeah, and you're legally liable. Yeah, that, you're that, yeah. liable. So, and what I was going to do, and, and just my luck, if I would have canceled my shit, something would have happened. Oh, you already know. You would have <laughs> been the world's worst accident. Yeah. yeah. So, wh- I say that with saying, just like car insurance is important, Business insurance is even more important. So don't go thinking, oh, well, stuff gets hard. No, 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 baby. Keep your business insurance. Even if you got to close your doors, keep your ins- keep your business insurance. And for those who didn't have it, I don't understand why. 
You know, and I mean, thankful for GoFundMe's, but at the same time, you got to be smarter. And this should be an opening and a wake-up call to be like, well, I definitely need to be playing getting business insurance. And then some of y'all are sitting right here getting on uh, getting on the internet and you're lying. Because we see straight out that you were right there as your company was being robbed. And you were sitting right there filming the people getting robbed. And then when they came close to you, to you, you, built, you, uh, you tilt the camera down. You don't get a license plate number. But you're like, oh, my God, we got robbed. You know what that's called, honey? We see it. That's called insurance fraud. Because we know that you hired those people to steal from you. Because if you were too, first of all, in a time of a looting incident in Atlanta, why were you outside of your business looking at your shop in your car? And then why did you see people breaking your window constantly and you not call the cops? And then why did you see the people go into your store? You literally see them jump out of the car, go into your store. You don't get the car insurance. And then when they come up to your car, you duck, you, you bring your camera down and you don't get nobody's faces. You know what that's called, honey? We know that you're lying. You paid those people because you didn't want, you wanted to get your little cash. You wanted to get your little check because you know they give you a little check. But just be sure that they do investigate. Some of y'all need to stop telling on y'all selves. Yep. Okay. Look, some of y'all need to, but I do want to say this. Y'all, what we have seen from this orange in chief is literally trying to abolish the First Amendment when it comes to black people. We literally saw him hold a Bible upside down, by the way, by the way, gas and throw and, and, and uh, do rubber bullets on peaceful protesters so he could walk to a church that he's never walked to so he could have a photo op for his next campaign. And some of you are still not trying to vote. If this is not a wake-up call, if all these protests, if all this stuff, this president hasn't called for a peace one time. This man has not said any kind of things that's worth caring about. This man is a hate monger. He's literally tweeting, tweeting that a 75-year-old man is lying about in Georgia. Voter suppression is going on. Literally, people... At 2 p.m., we're still trying to vote who has been in line since 7 a.m. Machines are down. Oh, we don't have any ballots. What's happening? We don't know. That lets you know a lot. If you are not registered to vote, I think you still have time. You might. might it depends not. on what where you're at. Yeah. That you would still have time. They have done extensions due to the pandemic. So look it up, please. And a lot of you who think you can't vote because of records really need to look at the law. Because what we have seen is a lot of, you know, people said, I thought I could never vote, but I realized I could. I realized that my felony, I could still vote. Because that's what they try to do to you, make you think this because, oh, you got a record. Anybody with a record can't vote. And that's not true. Yeah, that's definitely not true. So what I'm going to say. on what your record is. Mm-hmm, it always depends. And a lot of people don't understand that. And so now you definitely need to do your research. If you have any questions, get on any social media site and ask. If you are on Facebook, ask your, you know, your, your friends on Facebook. Ask people on Instagram. People are so willing to help now more than ever. So if you have any questions, ask. If you are, if you are confused about a candidate, Look it up. 
Because let me tell you something. This is going to be a very, very serious election. I mean, we, this, yeah, this, you see people already getting unseated and they're not happy. So mm-hmm. we cannot out there voting, you're doing good. Not, you don't have to vote the way I want you to vote, but you need to vote. Yeah. Everybody needs to vote. Don't, don't complain if you ain't vote. Look at your uh, city. Look at your state officials. Look at the people who's supposed to be fighting for you. Because the reason why we have these officers in the past getting off and these DAs saying, well, I can't find nothing to charge him with. is because We got to make sure we get those DAs out of there. You want to make sure you look at your DA's record. If your DA is not standing for you, vote for his opponent. Vote for her opponent. Vote in the primaries because guess what? Now is not the time. We don't have no times to play. We need people like Mitch McConnell out of here. Lindsey Graham out of here. Greg Abbott out of here. Dan Patrick out of here. We need those people out of here because Ted Cruz, let me tell y'all something. If y'all let Ted Cruz stay in this office, child, the (laughs) gap. We need these people too comfortable. It's time to, it's time to put a little pressure on them. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to and, and completely remove them. Yep, we're not playing. We are not playing because we do not want to go into 2021 with these same crooks in office. The crooks we got sitting in office right now. These crooks need a little bit of a wake up call. These people we saw during this, if this pandemic didn't wake up your eyes, because it was it's okay for it's okay for Mitch McConnell for us to pay for his health insurance. It's okay for us to give him his money. But when it comes time for us, what does he say? I refuse to give them anything. They're not going to get another stimulus check. They're not going to get another $600. They're not going to get nothing. So you need to be careful with who you are voting for. And if you're not voting, shame on you. This is not the election to not vote. This is literally a vote or die election. Yeah. And people, people, people know that. And people, people recognize it. But still, people will make excuses on why they don't vote, just like they did last time. But see, now, now it's to the point. It's like people are like, well, sometimes it's a gray area. There is no gray. This is literally black or white type of thing. You know, you either are voting for making a change in justice or you are voting for just staying in the past and doing the same things wrong, knowing they don't work. Yeah. So you better do your research. Because if you out there marching and saying Black Lives Matter and we won't change and we won't justice and all this stuff and you come November, you're not voting, then all of that marching that you did is in vain. It's no it's no point of you ever even stepping one foot outside your door. People are tired. I went to a march the other day. And let me tell you something. The cops were, they were, because the, when we came to the, the, to the march, the march was so nice and peaceful. Oh, no, we're here to say some shit up. We started shaking, um, I didn't even know these other two people. But we started shaking shit up. We started making, marching around. We started doing all this stuff. We started making sure we made a change and all this stuff. And then the police got shook and the police was like, oh, gosh, and all this stuff. And they tried to bring out those tear, they tried to bring out those tear gases. They tried to bring out those, they were, we saw them like with the, trying to put on their suits. But then two guys came in there and they had their guns. They were like loaded, like Black Lives Matter. We're here to protect y'all and make sure that no rubber bullets or anything comes. And they put that shit right back in the car. This is why I tell y'all, black guns matter. This is why I tell y'all, get out there and march. If you don't want to march, that's a 
okay. Not everybody is meant to be on the front lines. But guess what? It was for me because it sued my soul to march to be in these protests. It sued my soul because I knew I was more than just a donation. But guess what? If you're donating, do you understand how much that's doing to people? Do you understand you're getting people out of jail who's literally sitting right here just yeah. uh, uh, doing not that? for a real crime? Yeah, not for a crime at all. So yeah, so don't yeah. sit right there and think that oh, I'm not marching. I'm not. You are doing something. If you're donating, you're doing something. If you're signing peti- petitions on Change.org, you are doing something. All those petitions you sign. Every single one of those are changing people because guess what? Look at the pressure we did on there. If they, if we didn't have no pressure, they wouldn't have even done anything for these men. And that's how they know that they 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 have to make sure they have a solid case because if they think they cannot charge these men, are not gonna be found guilty. They thought what we did now was bad. Yep, they ain't seen nothing because if you think they're gonna get away with it. Because we let, because you know what? We should have been more angry with Trayvon. And that's what I said. We we should have, we were angry, but in my opinion, we weren't angry enough. We should have been more angry with Eric Garner in New York. How did New York let that shit slide? He got choked the hell out. Y'all should have been more angry there. We, we had too many incidents where we should have been more angry. We should have been more angry in Texas with Sandra Bland. And we still haven't got the answers that we need. We, and we'll never probably get those. And that's that really is sad. That's not me being funny. That That is genuinely, and I, I can only imagine like how a mother or a mm-hmm. loved one rests knowing, knowing that. that. That is heartbreaking. So, you know, we, we've, we've done... We've done what we're supposed to. And we I and I applaud everyone who's gone out there who stood up and said something. I still stick to what I said. If you only half ass gonna be in it and you're not willing to sacrifice or understand that there might be a time where you have to sacrifice something, then don't even join the cause. Because, you know, like I said, it's it's a battle and war and there's always a loss. Okay. Yep. So. And before we go, I just want to say this: we got to make sure that somebody definitely gets justice. We've got just uh, we got some people going to uh, you know they're getting trial uh, tried in the uh, uh, Aubrey case. They're getting tried in the Floyd case. But we got to make sure Brianna Taylor, uh, you know, gets justice. We got to make sure that the three officers who did a no knock warrant on the wrong house, the wrong house, they literally. How do you look? Again, we say, how do you look at a warrant and get the address mixed up? How do you shoot into a house? A man is protecting his house and you shoot in the house and you shoot this lady eight times. She was supposed to be 27. She didn't even get to see her 27th birthday. She should not be famous. We should not know her name. She didn't want that. She was an EMT. We should not know her name. Please, if you can, donate to her family. Please, so they can get the legal reputation she needs. Please, if you can, donate. Uh, uh, sign a petition. Please do that. Also, Sean Reed. This boy was doing nothing but running. He ran from the cops, didn't have a gun, didn't do anything. They shot him 16 times, and then one cop stepped over him and said, he going to need a closed casket. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. That's Please not sign a petition. Okay. Please donate to his family. Y'all, we want to thank you so much. And guess what, y'all? This is our 50th episode. 50. Woo! We done made it, y'all. Only because of y'all's support. We love it. We appreciate it. Let's keep that energy. We enjoy talking to y'all. We hope y'all enjoy our topics. 
Y'all, we do this every week. You know where to find us. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Real Times with the ZKB. And if you want to continue to email us, it's at realtimeswithazkb at gmail.com. Unapologetic radio on Mondays, y'all. If you're not listening, what are you doing? But we love y'all. We'll be here next week. Y'all stay safe. Keep that energy. Hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Yeah, keep it keep it going. Hold hold that energy. But you don't have to sacrifice everything. But just realize that if you're in this, it will come a time where you might have to sacrifice something. So you need to honestly ask yourself if that's okay, if you're okay with that, and what it is you're willing to sacrifice. Like whether it's you stand up for your job, whether it's you standing up for somebody else. Just ask yourself, what is it? And if it doesn't sit right with you, it's okay if you sit this one out. I'm personally not judging you. But I'd rather you ask yourself these questions before you come to the party half half cocked. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So think about it. Let us know how y'all feel about it. Oh, before I forget, I was supposed to honor someone about today. So, okay, Chicago. Listen up. Chicago has a black-owned bookstore. It is one of... It's only, actually, not one of. It is the only Black-owned bookstore. It is on Halstead. It is a beautiful bookstore, y'all. So I'm going to drop the link, let y'all read about our lovely lady. And um, if you... Does she have an Instagram page? Yeah, she's got an Instagram. Page. We can do a little post about her. Yeah, so we're gonna post all her information on Instagram and Twitter uh, and our um, Facebook because she has that. So we'll give you all her details. But y'all go check her out if you're in the Chicago area or if you want to order from her. Support the locally black-owned businesses. That's okay, yeah. so, so y'all know on Friday we will post. We will make because I know y'all gonna listen to the podcast on Thursday. So on Friday we will post her information. Yep, I'll have I'll have it all for you guys, but I didn't want to sign out before forgetting that. So, with that being said, we love y'all. Take it easy, stay hydrated, enjoy this summer. Wear your mask. Peace. Peace.